In Training with Watson Cook. As Christians, we're all in training to grow in our walk with Jesus. No matter if you have been saved for 90 years or if you're like me, new in your relationship with Jesus. God's Word is so powerful. We should have a hunger each day to dive in and train ourselves to live out His plan for us. So join me as I've been called to share my story and what I've learned through my short time in training. Hello and thank you for joining me on another episode of In Training. A few episodes back, we looked at the question of what is our calling and how do we know when we're being called for something? And we looked at the exodus from Egypt and used Moses as an example of listening to and fulfilling his calling. And in that episode, we briefly mentioned Joshua, the successor to Moses. And Joshua is going to be the focus of this episode as we look at not only being ready for when something comes our way or a challenge is presented to us, but being ready in the Spirit, accepting whatever it may be with faith and trust, being willing to step up and lead. And that's exactly what Joshua did. We first see Joshua in Exodus where he is helping fight the Amalekites, but we're not aware of his future importance or the role he will serve until we're given a hint in Exodus 17, 14. And this is referring to the battle with the Amalekites. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in a book and recite it in the ears of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the memory of, of Amalek from under heaven. Before we even get to the book of Joshua, his name is mentioned roughly 30 times in the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible. His original name, Hosea, which means salvation, is mentioned three times, and the rest under the name that Moses renamed him in Numbers thirteen sixteen, Joshua, which means Yahweh saves. As Moses is leading the Israelites to the land of milk and honey, the promised land, what God had promised to Abraham and his descendants, they're on the verge of entering Canaan, entering into the promised land, and Joshua was one of twelve that Moses sent to check out the land to, as it states in Numbers 13 verse 2, to spy out the land of Canaan. They were to go, these 12, they were to go and report back on what type of land was there. Was it rich or poor? Were there trees there or not? Were the people there strong or weak? And if you're not familiar with the story, these 12 go and they're gone for 40 days. And they come back to Moses and the people and they tell them, yeah, this land is great. It is indeed flowing with milk and honey and, and here's some fruit from the land, but and I'm quoting here from Numbers 13:28. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Then Caleb, one of the twelve, says, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. And some of the other men replied in verse 31, We're not able to go up against these people. For they are stronger than we are. And they go on to say, 
we looked like grasshoppers compared to them. And I want to stop there for a moment. Let's go back and think. God has promised this land to them. God has made promises to us. Faith. Trust. Do we have it? Do we have the faith to believe that if God tells us something, it will come to be? Now, like I've mentioned in previous episodes, God doesn't promise easy. He doesn't promise convenience. It's up to us to have faith and see it through. What about the people of Israel here? As they've been led out of Egypt, even when they once thought Moses was leading them to their death, they get out of Egypt, and now here they are on the verge of the promised land, but they see obstacles. Where is their faith? They're wanting to pack up and head back to Egypt. Then we see Joshua and Caleb step in. In Numbers 14, verse 6, it says, Joshua and Caleb tore their clothes, which was a sign of grief. And it continues in verses 7 through 9, And they said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But the people still didn't get it. They didn't get it. Their faith is still lacking. Their thinking is still of human perspective. They're thinking, these two must be idiots. There's no way. We can't go over there with those people. They'll devour us. In verse 10, Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. They wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb, the two with the faith. Verse 10 continues in going through 12, But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people despise me? And how long will they not believe in me in spite of all the signs I have done for them? I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. And I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. And now to summarize the remainder of chapter 14, Moses intercedes here for the people. And he reminds God that if he destroys the Israelites then and there, that the Egyptians, who they had just been freed from, the Egyptians would tell the Canaanites that they died because the Lord couldn't fulfill his promise of delivering them from Egypt. And so he forgives them, and he doesn't destroy them immediately, but that doesn't mean they're able to go ahead and enter into Canaan. The Israelites are going to get what they asked for. They wanted to return to Egypt. So they are sent into the wilderness by the Red Sea, and God says in verses 28 through 34, As I live, 
What you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. Your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness, and of all your number listed in the census from twenty years old and upward, who have grumbled against me, not one shall come into the land where I swore that I would make you dwell, except Caleb and Joshua. But your little ones, who you said would become a prey, I will bring in, and they shall know the land you have rejected. But as for you, your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness, and your children shall be shepherds in the wilderness forty years, and shall suffer for your faithlessness, until the last of your dead bodies lies in the wilderness. According to the number of days in which you spied out the land, forty days, a year for each day, you shall bear your iniquity forty years, and you shall know my displeasure. Then what happens? All of the spies who went to check out the promised land and who came back and gave a bad report of the land and caused the, the grumbling amongst the people, they all died by a plague before the Lord, except for Joshua and Caleb. So God makes the children of the people wait 40 years, 40 years before they can enter the promised land, the land of milk and honey. And then Moses goes on to disobey God a little later by striking the rock for water when he was told only to speak to the rock. And so this sin against God, disobeying God, it prevents Moses from being able to enter into the land, so a successor to him had to be appointed. Who, you ask? Joshua. God speaks in chapter 27, verse 18. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Let's jump now to the book of Joshua. And what I want to focus on here is going back to what I said in the beginning of the episode. Be ready, be willing, and be ready in the Spirit. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. So Joshua's time to lead has come. And remember we mentioned earlier the hint we were given of Joshua's future importance way back in Exodus 17 when the Lord told Moses to record the battle of the Amalekites and, quote, recite it in the ears of Joshua. He was preparing him. The fact that Joshua assisted Moses at the tent of meeting, that Joshua was one of the twelve sent to explore Canaan, that he and Caleb stood alone in showing their faith when all the others wanted to cave and go back to Egypt. All of this had helped prepare him for this moment. And as we go through life and come up on certain instances or assignments or whatever, Sometimes we have the privilege of being prepared in advance. Sometimes we do not. 
But even if we are prepared, as Joshua was, it still takes faith, still takes trust. Because sometimes even preparation can't adequately prepare you, get you ready for what is coming your way. It all goes back to faith. And God continues in verse 3, and I'm going to go through verse 9. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When he tells Joshua, you will make your way prosperous and have good success, God's not telling him he's going to become rich or have worldly success. Instead, it has everything to do with accomplishing his mission, acting with a keen insight, meaning instruction from God. And then Joshua answers the call. Verse 10 and 11. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you were to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Then in 16... And they answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. 17. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. 18. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Only be strong and courageous. How did Joshua do that? How do we do that? Faith. Trust. Belief. 
just like Joshua told the congregation after they returned from spying on the land of Canaan, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. God told him, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Joshua trusted that. He had faith in that. And God tells us the same thing, no matter what we may be facing. And again, God never promised easy. God never promised easy. But He will deliver on His promise. Do we have faith in that? Do we believe that? Do we want to be ready? Do we want to be willing? And if we're ready, are we going to be ready in the Spirit, like Joshua? Dear Lord, thank you for your promises, for your assurance that all we have to do is have faith in you, to trust you, to know that what you bring us to, Lord, that you will bring us through if we believe you, if we follow your instruction. And Lord, you even tell us how to do that, just like you told Joshua, by meditating on your word day and night. Thank you, Lord, for all you give us. I pray, Lord, strengthening of faith for those listening that need it. I pray a firm belief in all of us, Lord, to know that you are the way. We just have to listen and obey. And Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray you are able to take something from today's show and use it to strengthen your journey. Wherever you may be in your walk, know there is always room to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm Watson Cook. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are all in training.